0: Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We're right here in the same series right now. We're talking about what Mother's Day meant to us. And we're going into the second part of that conversation. And so we're going to pick this right back up where the boys and I left off and have some very candid conversations about what it looks like to have a mother and not have a mother in this particular season of our lives. And some of us listening may you know, maybe kind of shocked by some of the answers, but I know I learned a lot and I know my sons learned a lot. We learned a lot about each other. We learned a lot of, about ourselves and that's the purpose, right? We want to grow and we cannot grow without a, a learning process. So we're going to jump right back in it and we hope to provoke some thought process around what Mother's Day looks like for you and Father's Day may even look like for you because that's coming around the corner as well. And just to help, help build hope around the thought of living and living life after loss. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help someone get to someplace else that's better instead of staying in that cesspool of pity and, and, and dry bone area. We want to be able to speak life into those things. So here's some more life back for my boys and I on the Raising Men Show.
1: Honestly, if we had never met, uh, found Kesem, we I would know for sure we'd never be the same people we are. But thinking. we found that in Menifee, though. Right. Oh yeah, we, we found that Menifee, yes. Right. But I am saying if that had if that was part of what Jackson was, if but, that was part that what that involved, Jackson involved was us, leaving us leaving Menifee. True. That is no, also awesome well, mm-hmm. were we leaving? We're going? Not, not not moving, leaving, but physically not being in Kesem. I mean, physically not being in Menifee. So yeah, because we had true. to go up to the mountains in Los Angeles to go. That's yeah. true.
0: That's true. Okay, so Canon, what was your thought?
1: Um, I don't think we'd be the same place we are now if we stayed in Menifee personally because like you know when you go through something traumatic your body associates the where you are at that current time with how you're feeling and then there's some things you just can't deal with because it brings too much pain with it and I think I'd be a lot more I don't think I would have a more of a positive relationship with you guys um, I think I'd eventually lose more of my friends I think I don't know
0: it's interesting or at least
1: I'm oh, sorry at least no, I'm sorry. let myself continually like run myself into the ground doing things for people and then have nothing left of myself
0: now it's interesting you guys brought those two points hugely valid points moving here when I was driving down here to actually view this home now I had looked at other homes other places but when I came to look at this one, I remember heading towards the checkpoint hill. I hadn't got there yet. I remember being almost there. For, oddly enough, it was at the exit where the other house we used to live in in Temecula was. I was getting approaching that spot, and I felt the Lord tell me just as clear: if you don't make this move to Carlsbad, nothing that you want to do moving forward can be done. And that's huge. That was the only reason why I did it. Because we was actually supposed to have horses and that. We had an opportunity to do this same move the year before. So instead of moving into the house by Great Oak, we could have come here then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was the one that got nervous and afraid and stayed one more year. And I thought, oh, no. The boys, they're, they're good. Well, they are. They need they need this, the common things that they were Used to, they needed their friend body, they needed the same house, they needed these other things, right? When inside, I was suffering, dying on in the inside. I couldn't, I really could not take the area anymore. Mm-hmm. It had too much of what I had come to that area. That's not true. Now, when I come to the area for, I had too much of what I come accustomed to that area for. Mm-hmm. And whenever I physically would go places and saw people who knew me and your mom, all I would get were these pity eyes like, oh, there's that guy. There's Sandy's husband. I I I had lost my own identity. I was no longer Craig Carlisle in so many places The people who knew us as a unit. Mm -hmm. I was Sandy's husband. And it's just interesting because there's so many people that we were more connected to as a husband and wife team that when you become one half of the of the team, you don't always have the same relationship and communication level with those same people. It became and I, and I was and I was mad about that for years. Sorry, I, I mean I would talk about like pissed off man. Don't want to do myself mad. Sometimes I was like, well, how are you just gonna just like disconnect? You know what I'm going through, right? Mm-hmm. But it took a while for me to understand that. People are just as confused and lost and sad and don't really know how to communicate with me, to us, don't know what to say, or how to respond.
1: It feels like you're chasing them for a response at some point.
0: Right. but it's, And it's funny you say that because it's almost like, in some cases, I felt like I was chasing them for a response and then running from their response at the same time.
1: And then tie it to your self-worth and make yourself feel worse about it when, they, when you don't have their attention.
0: Right. And that was tough and as a dad um, and as a dad that was tough for me because I didn't know how to protect you guys because I wanted to protect you guys from that but I didn't know how to protect you guys from it at the same time <laughs> okay, eventually that's gonna go away you get, to get louder well, good grief. Okay, I went to that we get rid of that sound. Anyway, (laughs) um, so I didn't know how to protect you guys. So that was a place where, as a dad, I felt like I was lacking for so long, and I felt like I was going to hurt you guys had I moved you guys sooner. Because I don't know if you guys remember, because I haven't said this very often publicly, but I was going to move us the very, very, very first year. If it wasn't for Shane going to. Getting accepted to Ohio State and getting the um, scholarship money, I was actually going to move us to Paris, France. I I remember remember the same
2: exact thing. I remember that. And
0: and only reason why is because I come, I had gone to Paris when I was working for Abbott on a job, on a you know, an assignment, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was one of the most beautiful cities in the world that I, I had personally been to to that point. And it's a place I never got a chance to take your mom or you all to to this point. We haven't been able to make it there. And so but as I process through what I and I never asked you guys if you wanted to do that. I think I may have mentioned it to you know one or two other close friends that were that we're still in community with when I talked about doing it. <clears throat> and part of their their answer to us was don't do it, don't do it. Your boys need some of the solid, they need some of the same of what they have currently. Don't just rip up the floor, alpha them. their mom's gone, now their house is gone, their friends, everything is gone, gone, gone. The they wise counsel they were giving me was that potentially your your adjustment, your grief process could have been stunted and warped, had bombing gone and we moved out of the house and, 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 and within the first two, three to four months first year where the plan that mom and I tried to follow when she got sick was try to keep everything for you guys the same, even though she was sick. So only difference we would have ever, you guys would ever felt was that she's just not at home. And that was challenging. And I thank, you know, God for all of the family that we were, you know, that were supporting us and friends that were supporting us at that time because it made that possible. You know, and I think that's what's one of the things that's so difficult for them not to be around now is because they know what we went through. They were right there with us, and then all of a sudden, like tumbleweeds and dust bunnies, and they're gone. It's like, well, what happened? But anyway, so to hear you guys say that we're better, so I waited those years. I sucked it up. I bit my tongue, and I and I lived there. And I lived and I tried to figure out a way to live, and this was difficult. And we and we ground through. We, we you know, we were team and We made it work, you know what I'm saying? Till we got to a point where we had to go. We had to make this move. There was, like, there was only so much that we could do to help ourselves there to point where once we kind of got through it all, it's like we have to leave to go somewhere else to find something else for us. When we had, when we had to grow up, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't want to say grow up like, we were babies, right? But it was tough to be in an area. <clears throat> keep going and do some juice here a second. It was tough for me to be in an area where it felt like we had been there for. Dude, we had been there. I had personally been there for twenty six years. Me personally, because I had been there since ninety three. So, so, so to be in an area for that long, and all of a sudden feel like you don't know the place anymore. Like you're an orphan in the place and now you feel like a foreigner in a place where you've been for so long. That was hard to deal with. And I didn't know how to respond. And then I'm trying to take you all to places. I mean, all right, let's 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 be 100. Let's be, seriously, let's be 100 about it, right? I had gone on a couple, on one date in particular. So on those nights when I would go, with, oh, I'm gonna go hang out with some friends, I'm gone. I had gone on a date. Okay, but Dating in that city was difficult for me in my brain because people people saw and knew us as Sandy and Craig, or Craig and Sandy, whoever, whatever, We we were that couple. I was out on a date one time in that city at the flipping movie theater. And I know the lady, see, I think, I would want to believe she had good intentions Dude, she straight up walked up to me and the lady I was with, introduced herself to the lady I was with, started having a conversation. Not only did she just introduce herself to the lady, but gave lady a big old hug. Oh, it's so glad, I'm so glad he's found someone. And I mean, I mean, it was, I mean, but seriously, I want to believe that genuinely she was happy. She felt she didn't feel harmed. She didn't need to harm you. Right. But in on the inside, that's so felt I was already feeling and still trying to resolve the feeling of, of awkwardness, of being socially awkward at 51, trying to date, right? Trying to introduce myself to the world again, to someone that I think is cool enough to bring around you all. Because one thing I'd always made a commitment to myself was I wasn't going to bring a bunch of people to the house to be a revolving mom for you all, right? And I didn't figure that was fair. So I have never brought anybody to the house and introduced them as my girlfriend, ever. Because if I'm going to bring someone here to introduce them as that to you all, my thought was that it better be somebody I'm thinking about that's going to be around in your lives a long time. Because I knew, because I watched each one of you as as the female people who are our friends and family would come around You all want to climb up and laps and be hugged and, you know, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that because you guys were young. Now, Shane didn't do it. I mean, he was 18. I mean, let's be real, right? But but as a dad, I didn't think it would be fair to bring somebody that I didn't know who they were to me hanging around. Then you all become emotionally attached to them and then they're gone and that's more grief. So now I got to deal with compound grief from the loss of your mother, then the loss of a broken relationship with someone that you kind of got to wonder is, who was this person? And and I don't know whether, you know, I know there's probably a spot where a lot of us wanted your mom to really continue to be there, but just wasn't. So there's an incomplete side of your development, right? That was broken eight years ago. So I couldn't, I, would, I have to, even to this moment, I still don't know how to navigate that piece. And I still remember, I don't know if you guys remember, we had that meeting before we left the Menifee house. And I asked you guys then, hey, what would you guys think about dad Marrying again, and everybody was—you know—we talked through, talked through. And everybody kind of gave their piece, and except for Evan, was nope, nope, mm-mm, nope,
1: nope. I don't think—I'm not sure if you knew about this. I think we—I think we told you later on, but this was a little bit after. But Jackson actually was crying once, and I was like, "What's wrong, Jackson?" And he was—he uh, was crying because he didn't want you to go back out dating anymore. Because he was like, like. Um, like, like you had said, it was kind of hard to fill that hole yeah. of like mom not yeah. being there, and he yeah. didn't want like anybody else there. So yeah. I remember he was just kind of crying about it because he didn't want anyone to replace her.
0: No, I mean, and that's not, then trust me, that's <laughs> what's on my mind a lot, cause especially with you being the youngest. But when we were able to get Evan to understand it and kind of walk through what what that meant, right? Because mm-hmm. I asked her, so why would you not? Well, you mean Evan, people don't like around video or so <laughs> I asked Evan, I said, well, you know, why would you not want me to date? And you were finally able to put words to it. I think I was like, maybe seven years old, maybe eight years old, and you said that I don't want to have to choose. I mean, you were crying at that point, and you finally yelled at me, I don't want to have to choose. And I was like, <laughs> he said, I was yelling. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was, cause I was pressing him. I was, we were all, you, you guys were all sitting on my bed, and I was kind of like, well, I need to know, I need to know And I didn't, I didn't know how to process it well. Because I mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm sure I've screwed up a lot, of the, during this eight year process. I can tell, and that was some situation I didn't know how to handle. Mm-hmm. But I knew you all well enough, where I know if I if I apply the right amount of pressure to each one of you all you will comply. But I have to do it in such a way that I don't break you. Meaning break your will and desire to live. Because if you break a horse like that, I mean, none of you have really seen a horse, you know, know that. But I'm saying, when you... For a horse to be something that you can ride or use, and even with a dog, right? Any pet that's an obeying animal. We are all obeying animals, right? As humans. If we break our will and our passion and desire we become useless there's nothing we can really do anymore we're not going to be the same good workers and drive and I couldn't afford to do that with any one of us because with the loss of your mom is a brokenness but then to be broken spiritually in your will I couldn't do that to you right but I had spent a lot of time to figure out exactly how much I could push before you popped before you broke so I pushed you, Evan, and I pushed, and I probed, and I pushed. And you finally gave me the answer that I needed. And even that's why sometimes when I get in your face now, I need you to give me the answer. So when I, so and same thing with you. When you, was, when you used to come in last year and shrug shoulders, that pisses me off. <laughs> right, because I'm like, I know you have an answer inside of you. Because you're the, you're, you're the, you're the there's no shades of gray with you. It's either right or wrong. Is it a yes or no? And for you to give me the I don't know, I know you're lying to me because you already know the answer.
1: And you're not good at hiding it either, right? And you're
0: just choosing to be disobedient and tell me you don't know. And I'm like, don't lie to me. And it's such one thing you all know me well enough right now. If you lie to me, I'm gonna get pissed because I don't like a liar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Liars and me, or we don't we don't get along well. So when you gave me that answer, I knew then exactly how to proceed. And when you, when I told you, oh, no, 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 you'll never have to choose between ha- being able to love your mom or whoever else I eventually marry, because you can have both. Mm. Then you were like, instantly your tears stopped. And you were, like, you were good. It's like, oh, I don't have to choose? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, you can marry. No problem. <laughs> you were. And I was like, you sure? Goes, oh, yeah, I'm good. I thought I had to choose. And as long as I don't choose, mm, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you asked me, I can have both? I'm like, Yeah. It's like so. It's not like we're telling you we're going to a dessert shop, and you only have one flavor <laughs> ice cream or two flavor ice cream. No, you want all the toppings. Okay, fine. You may have a stomach ache, but you, know, but you know. But it's different. So, but and I, but I get it, Evans. So, so Jackson's point again. You were four, and you were closer to mom than you were to me. So, for you, I get it. It made a lot of sense for, and it probably would even look awkward for me to have brought somebody around sooner right before we could all kind of get through this healing process and be able to have these kinds of conversations i have a question yes
2: sir so you said that three of us me kaden and ryan were all closer to you and then jackson was closer to mom yeah yeah unless well, like me with glasses you guys all have glasses <laughs> what oh. that's a great analogy <laughs> sorry keep not the not that but i'm just saying
0: that's like flipped yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's didn't mom have flipped. like reading glasses though she wore glasses. She wore glasses and contact. Uh, not glasses and contact at the same time, but yeah, it's yeah. like ego eyes right there. Or it makes it worse. Actually. Yeah, I know. But yeah, she. Like she, she yes, glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll take that uh, loose analogy. Yeah, <laughs> very loose. Yes, sir. I want to put in
2: a part where I say how we would be if we still lived in Menifee. Sure. I'm gonna say I don't think I would be good at holding. I'm not good at, right now holding back my anger against him, but
0: him being yes,
2: mm-hmm. but I don't think I would be. Even worse that Yeah, year. yeah. So I think there would be a chance of
1: me either hurting Fight him pretty bad. Or fighting other kids at school instead.
2: That
0: too. Even well, so that took you like seven years to handle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that took you like... <laughs> but let me ask, but, but, but it's, it's a valid point, right? I would honestly believe that, and you, and you can help me if I'm wrong, but I would tend to believe that some of the anger towards Evan or even anybody else was the misplaced anger that you had inside with the loss of your mom and not normally knowing how to process? Fair. Yeah. Be- and I and I and I said it because I had that a lot myself. When I would get angry at one of you all, it wasn't you guys caught more heat because I was mad at your mom being gone and leaving me with all of you all mm-hmm. to do to raise by myself. Then it was really the. The problem with what you guys did. I mean when, when I tossed the plate across you to the and to me, that's still traumatizing to me. I mm-hmm. still I still remember that. It's no one of the most things. stupid things I've ever done, right? I wasn't mad at you because you didn't want to eat pancakes. I mean, think about it. Nobody can eat the same thing every day. It's mm-hmm. just stupid, right? It is. I now, I did that in, I did that in college because when I was in college I didn't have much money. Mm-hmm. So my choices then were I had to realize for myself if I was gonna eat I had to make a choice, it's
2: either you eat, or you starve.
0: eat or starve, and, this will, and so when I went back to those brass tacks, those basic things for me, I've been able to eat the same thing every day because I was eating to survive, eating to live. Thankfully, the Lord has never put us in that place that you all are aware of, that we were having to eat to survive. Mm-hmm. For you all, it's always looked as if we've had options, mm-hmm. for me being the parent there weren't always a bunch of options. There was more than one, right? Mm-hmm. There may not even been the ones we wanted to choose from, but there were not a lot of options in some cases. But we're thankful that the Lord was our provider and brought us through all of that and that you all didn't have to experience what the reality of some of our moments were, right? Yes, sir.
2: That reminds me of when we, every time we go to church when you have to work, early in the morning we always get jack in the box.
0: Was, know, about about that was Jack in time. the Box but,
2: or Little Caesars, right? Uh, I I don't sort of like Little Caesar or Jack in the Box anymore,
0: right? And I, and I have and I and I want to apologize for that, but I can't really, right? Because as your dad, all I can think of is, are they eating?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you have food? Okay, fine. If you got food, you're eating. Okay. I really couldn't give a rip about what it was. As I didn't have a bunch of time or options or whatever. I hated the thought of having to bring you all out to church all those times, but I couldn't leave you all at home. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I have a degree in electrical engineering. We really didn't have to have been working for a church where I was working all that time on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have to do that. I have a degree where I could have gone and found a job, a high-paying job like I lost at Abbott, anywhere else. But here's here's my concern. The options in that small little town to find a job making what I was making before were slim to none. Mm -hmm. The only place to really go only. The options to find a job like that was doing what so many other people were doing, which was driving into Orange County, L.A., or San Diego. That's That's why the Inland Empire, places like that, were called bedroom communities where people were really just coming home to go to sleep but that was an hour or two or more hour drive one way. And then the question then became, who takes care of you all when I'm away? Mm-hmm. When at that time, in that season, three of you, Ryan, Jackson, and Evan, you were all really struggling with getting a, a control of your asthma. Mm-hmm. Right? And we were all four of you, I well, won't Shane included, well, it's the four of you, Shane didn't have as much of a problem, he's older. But we, four of you all had issues with me being farther away from you. So I chose not to drive three hours away and have to figure out who's caring for you all and working through that separation anxiety.
2: I was going to say, so I feel like if you did do that, I feel like we all would have been different yeah. only because... You weren't there, probably mm-hmm. been like, okay, when his dad coming back and would have been anxious on every mm-hmm. single thing we were going to do.
0: But not, and I don't believe you would have been different for the better. I of, if we would
2: have had a
1: lot of Harvard resentment, mm-hmm. probably, because we'd be like, oh, why isn't he here all the time? Mm-hmm. He knows that we don't have mom with us anymore. Why would he leave all the time for all these long, points throughout the day? Right. we probably have a lot of resentment because of that, Right. if, if you had done that.
0: And I don't want to do that. And, and then there was still days, how do I respond then with trying to get a call from the nurse? And I yeah, no granted there was there would be ways to have to figure it out mm. but I don't know how I would have figured that out and tried to tell you well you're having an asthma attack and you need to have you need to come home and I'm 3 hours away Yeah you, you know what I'm saying it's just because we know you Ryan you were airlifted
2: mm.
0: you know not I'm going to say off the but I mean you were deeper I, down laying on the Vanderwood's porch
2: that was that was like really scary
0: because we chose to sit by some cat, yeah. But but but, but but even a thing though. But think about it, even before then, you guys were kids. Mm-hmm. We really, did. I mean, we knew that you were allergic to cats. But I, uh, but I mean, come on, me as it is the dad, I didn't really realize that you were in the house. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, okay, he's outside with the vendor. He knows. He, you know that you, what you're allergic to. Mm-hmm. He must be okay. You got to know this. I'm gonna run the store real quick and be okay. I remember that day
2: very fondly. I remember, <laughs> remember it was somebody's birthday at the Vanderwoods. It was no, one, no, no one's birthday. No, 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 that, that oh, it day. Was, no one's it was another day where we were at the Vanderwoods. We're all inside. And Ryan, I, I'm up stomach I'm like kind of just chilling by their couch. And I see Ryan kind of coughing. Mm-hmm. And I look over. I'm like, Ryan, you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. And then he just starts, something happens. I can't remember. But then he, like, starts walking. And then he, like, falls. And then I hated this part. I see Ryan, I'm on the stairs, and all I see is Ryan trying to crawl outside mm-hmm. the door. That was, I wasn't
1: crawling. I don't, mm-hmm. okay, what, what Ryan, I remember, I, I'll let you finish and then I'll say what I remember.
2: I, I remember, yeah. at least from I was Ryan. hearing from his Yvonne and everybody else Somebody that Ryan was trying to crawl out. I hated I that. Yeah. And then when I then Donovan brought me up to his his room and I could just see Ryan being lifted into the, the ambulance and I just couldn't deal with it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So tell What's you- What's it like almost dying? Well, I, I didn't remember
2: it. You so, well, well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you can't say he didn't see you crawl on the floor because it was a reflex. Did someone, I still, did, you, did someone zip your soul back in your body? Like <laughs> so, okay, what I
1: remember what happened was so, most for the most part, while we were there, everything was pretty much fine. I, I, I felt a little wheezy a couple of times, but I, it wasn't super bad. At least I thought. <laughs> uh, did we so. also not bring an inhaler with us either? I don't no, think. We, I think it was in the house. We sat inside a house full of cats. And didn't bring it together with us and said, this will be fine. Well, I made sure to carry yeah. one after that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Still carry one every way, every day to school, everywhere. every time I leave the house, I take one with me. Uh-huh. I should do that. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you don't, but anyways. Uh, so, like I said, it was like normal for the most part. We were just up in Donovan's room or like we were upstairs and playing. Yeah, we were playing video games. And then uh, after a little bit, I, I felt a little like I needed some air. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs for a bit. And then like it progressively started to get worse and i was like oh man i need to like the last thing i remember was going to the front door because i wanted to get fresh air outside to see if that would help i op- <laughs> i opened i was like fidgeting with the door because like it he was wasn't, so he wasn't crawling yet at that point he wasn't crawling so i was watching him try i think i turned the corner i'd see him like open the door yeah i i i was i i couldn't breathe it was so hard to breathe that i was struggling to try to unlock and open the front door And then I was just gonna like sit outside on the porch. And all I remember was I got out onto the porch and then blacked out. And that's the last thing I remember. And then I remember waking up in the hospital and I was like, where? I I didn't know where I was. And I remember, From what I remember, uh, you were outside and you were kind of like, you know, the thing you do when you're like holding on your knees to kind of, you're tired when you're trying to catch your breath. Mm -hmm. And I think you eventually got on the ground. And um,
2: Mr. Vanderwood had to give you CPR because you literally were not breathing.